Hello and welcome back to Rise Into Radiance. I'm your host, Mandy Rue, and today we are going to be diving into the importance of not giving up on yourself, building resilience, and how you can truly overcome any of the past traumas, any of the grief, any of the pain, any of the things that have held you back from fully showing up in your truth, in your empowerment, embodiment, and the things that really make you feel alive. So I felt really called to speak on this topic because a few weeks ago I asked for podcast topic requests and somebody wrote, not giving up on yourself. And I've been thinking a lot lately about what that means for me in my journey, and I also just started graduate school a couple of weeks ago to be a therapist. And so I've definitely noticed a lot of differences in the therapy world versus the coaching world, and I am definitely vibing with it, especially based on my own experience as a human being. And so one of the things that we did was what is our why? Like, what is our why for being in this career? And the first response that I had is to be of service to others to the best of my capabilities. And then when we did it again, I wrote to be able to support people to move from an empowered place while you are experiencing the full spectrum of human emotions from a lens of not only empowerment and self-actualization, but also validation and emotional healing of the things that caused them to feel disempowered in the first place. And then when I asked myself why, again, it was because throughout my life, I could have succumbed to the trauma and given up on myself. Honestly, if I haven't chosen a life of empowerment, I may not be alive today due to numbing myself to escape my mind. And this is so powerful and vulnerable and real for so many of us who have experienced hardship throughout our lives. Uh, When I first lost my mom in 2020, I was questioning literally everything. You know, I had always been into spirituality and manifestation, law of attraction and everything. And then once I lost my mom, you know, I was kind of questioning like, why do bad things happen to good people? Why does God want to punish us? Like so many questions came into my mind and as I've evolved into the version of myself that I am today that is healed through many layers of grief, that is healed through many different trials and tribulations since I lost my mom, I've realized that yes, we have so much control over ourselves and how we show up and the lives that we can create. And sometimes things happen that are literally just hard and you can't blame yourself for the hard things that happen in your life. And I feel like that is what like the coaching industry kind of like encourages sometimes where it's like, you know, 
if your external reality is this, then you're creating all of it just through your thoughts. And it's like, yeah, I think that on like an ancestral level and on like many levels, that's true. And blaming ourselves and like putting the responsibility on ourselves and each other for the things that happen throughout our lives that might not be the best is really harmful for your mental health like holy crap you know like you cannot blame yourself for every single thing that happens and I think that that's the fine line that we walk of like you know for example like you're building a business, you're in your first four years, three years of entrepreneurship, and things don't necessarily click right away. It's not because you manifested it or your mindset's not strong enough or, you know, that you weren't in energetic alignment, maybe to a certain degree. And, you know, it takes time to actually build a business. It takes time to actually heal. It takes time to, like, pour into your creations. And so, we can't expect ourselves to just like wave a magic wand and immediately expect instant gratification. Um, and so that's why, you know, I really put the emphasis on like the validation and emotional healing of the things that caused us to feel disempowered in the first place. Because like it doesn't do anybody any good to be told that they should just be happy and find the joy in life if you're moving through like a period in your life where the only thing you can focus on is survival and my teacher shared a story about that where you know we are focusing on wellness and she was talking about her own personal story with her family and when they were sick and how focusing on wellness actually made her feel so much worse about herself because she was like unable to uphold herself to the standard of wellness that would have been more aligned at a time period where she wasn't focusing on survival and it just made me think about like my grief journey and how you know throughout especially the first year and just throughout like it can feel so isolating to be going through something so hard, especially in the spiritual community sometimes, because for some reason, Westerners took spirituality and thought that it was, you know, another instant get get rich quick pill or a I'm going to fix everything in my life pill or, you know, I just... I'm mindful and so now I'm just in the present moment and I'm not, I don't feel pain, I don't feel suffering, like, and to a certain degree, yes, mindfulness does help us to suffer less and to make suffering more, like, easeful and comfortable and, like, can help us be held through the human experience and, you know, when we're going through something really hard or when our friend is going through something really hard, you know, it's just not helpful to try to disempower them by, you know, insinuating that they either manifested the situation or that if they were just less stressed, that their problems would be solved or that everything emotional manifests into the physical. Like, even if that's true on some level, like, it's important to like read the room and like read the situation. And this is kind of one of my like things, my things that frustrates me when it comes to being in the spiritual community space, because I feel like, 
you know, it's easy to preach these ideals when we're feeling good. It's easy to talk about, you know, all of the beautiful things that we want to do in our lives and how magical and beautiful and everything it is when we're feeling good. And I think that it's really important to like hold that level of like joy and bliss and inspiration and excitement in your life. Like, please do. And when either you or someone that you love is experiencing a difficult time, know when to be in the process of validating their emotions. Because you see, when we invalidate people's emotions, when we invalidate our experiences, we are actually perpetuating systems of oppression. And this is something that I'm learning about, again, in school where, for example, like diagnoses, you know, at certain points are valuable and, you know, a lot of people's responses are natural responses to the systems of oppression that we're like living in, especially BIPOC and LGBTQ communities and those who, you know, might not have as much privilege as others, you know. And so we're really wanting to like decolonize the ways in which we see ourselves, the ways in which we see our healing journeys. And so, you know, on a similar thread to the diagnosis thing, you then put the blame back on the person who was disempowered in the first place. Like you're like, it's your fault that it, that it is this way. If you just changed this, then maybe you'd be different. Maybe things would be different. And so this isn't to like, amplify being a victim this isn't to amplify like you know woe is me and I just get to stay in my shed I just get to stay in my sadness all the time but it's to put an emphasis on the fact that if we really want to live from an empowered place if we really want to push through and not give up on ourselves it is absolutely crucial to understand you know the dynamics in which we speak to ourselves that actually cause us to experience shame, guilt, to experience anguish rather than what we are wanting to step into, you know? And so expecting yourself to be perfect is just, um, you know of what we said in class yesterday is disguise self abuse disguised as like goal setting and things like it's just not realistic and so I'm not saying all of this to be like again like you know I think of the Spongebob episode with like the little violin like I'm not saying that like we need to stay in these disempowered places in order to heal but it's important to acknowledge their existence and to acknowledge the pain that you're experiencing so that you can release it from your body and so that you can really step into a place that feels like you can create and like you do feel inspired and empowered and energetically aligned and excited. And so during my grieving journey for the whole first year, you know, I put my work to the side. Like I was not teaching yoga. I was not teaching meditation. I was purely just surviving and also numbing my mind through food and drinking and all the other things. It was also COVID, so there wasn't really anywhere for me to, like, go. 
uh, and it was a weird time. So my mom passed like right when it started the the pandemic and uh, from breast cancer, not from COVID. And so it was really intense the first year and I did not feel in alignment to teach or to do anything because I was, you know, purely living off survival. And the thing that really was empowering for me and that helped me kind of get through my days was like finally cooking again, or I was really getting into skincare because skincare was like an easy thing that I could do that felt like low pressure, low commitment. Like I just put something on my face and I feel better, you know, or making a salad. I still remember the first kale salad I made after my mom passed and like how good it was to be eating healthy and to like nourish myself in that way. And at certain points in our life, like just being happy, just being at ease, just finding a place of like, this is enough in the midst of like something so painful is so transformational and powerful. It's not always about striving and striving and striving. And so after the first year, I started teaching yoga and meditation again and really took ownership of my life. And I stepped into, you know, the role of a leader and a teacher and I did not feel worthy at that time. And so this is why like you'll hear me talk a lot about imposter syndrome and worthiness and like moving through that because when I first started teaching, I did not feel like I was ready, but I knew that teaching yoga was something that I deeply deeply loved and that if I didn't start doing it that I was, you know, going to continue to stay stuck in these stagnant patterns. If you had told me that six months after my mom passed, I wouldn't have listened. And so that's why it's important to like read the room. It's like, yes, this is true that showing up for what you're passionate about and doing what you love and following your dharma does change your life. And if you're in a season of your life where you're needing more of that gentle self-care, that nurturance, that, you know, just like bare minimum basic needs being met like that's valid and that's okay and that gets to be enough you know and so this is another piece of like decolonizing and to undo this capitalistic culture that is so ingrained in our being that we don't even let ourselves feel pain like holy crap Whew. mic drop um And so during year two, you know, I started teaching again and it's like everything started like unraveling. So I went from, you know, being really burnt out all the time to I remember like my therapist asked me if I had 20 minutes to even take a walk. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, when do you think that I have 20 minutes to take a walk? What makes you think that I have 20 minutes to go on a walk? And, you know. After that time period, you know, when I started teaching again and started coming back to my practices and the things that excited me with a new lens, a new, mature, non-naive understanding of the duality of suffering and bliss, understanding of, you know, the condition of this human experience is that like life, life ain't going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time. And that's just like how it is. You know, we all experience challenges and things that are obstacles to overcome and that doesn't mean that we like are causing all of it directly it's just that sometimes the universe provides us with situations that we get to navigate and so when you think of it on that level it's like okay so that takes the pressure off of you it's like 
yes, you are in control of your life on certain degrees and you are the artist of your own life. You do manifest your reality. You do create the life that you want to live. And the more that you follow the pieces of yourself that can find even just a little bit of good, a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of ease, a little bit of excitement, a little bit of the things that make you feel alive, that's how you can transform your life. But like, it takes time to go from point A to point B. And so the second year, you know, it was like this unraveling, like back into myself, back into my truth, back into, you know, putting one foot in front of the other. Like, I got this, you know, I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep living. I'm going to keep breathing because I can and I'm alive. And like, I get to see another day and I get to create, I get to leave a legacy. Like I am here. I've experienced what I've experienced for a reason. And while it might've not been fair, while it might've been devastating that doesn't mean that like I get to continue to like make that my identity to the point that it causes me to trudge through mud every day like and that was you know how I felt in the first year which in the first year is very valid to like feel that way and then as time passed I realized you know there needs to be a shift, like something's got to change. And that's why, you know, in the beginning I said like, you know, I don't know if I would have been alive today if I hadn't experienced the shift into living an empowered life. Because for me, it was like one extreme to another. Like if I didn't take the steps that I needed to take to show up for my purpose, to show up for my dharma and the things that really, really lit me up, you know, I could have stayed stuck in the depths of feeling like everything I was doing didn't matter. Feeling like no matter what I did, the world was out to get me or that life was effed up or whatever. Like your brain tries to tell you when you're in the depths of a really freaking hard time. You know, but because I chose to follow what I was passionate about, because I chose to start teaching yoga again, start teaching meditation again, start showing up for what I love to do, my entire life transformed. And like I talk about entrepreneurship a lot because I believe that entrepreneurship is one of those things that really does require you to show up for yourself and to break through the layers that are like holding you back from really living a life that inspires the shit out of you (laughs) for lack of better words you know because you have to hold yourself accountable to show up to be seen to create to you know do the work on the days that you don't necessarily feel like it like you are the one that's kind of like running the show and so for me the journey of entrepreneurship has been challenging but it's also been deeply healing and so That's why, you know, in whatever way you can, showing up for the things that you really love to do, that you've known throughout your life have brought you inspiration and joy and excitement is so important because I feel like that's the thing that'll really set you free. You know, finding a community that that supports you, finding a a space where you feel held, where you feel safe, where you feel supported. And if you feel called to do so, you know, taking your healing journey and sharing it with others, sharing your story, sharing your message and your wisdom, like that is so powerful of a 
healing journey in and of itself because you can only really take your clients and like take your business and take your practice as far as like you've gone yourself and so showing up as a healer actually holds us to a new level of accountability to like show up for ourselves and to break through of the things that have continued to you know challenge us throughout our lives and so that's why you know I love teaching about entrepreneurship because I really love to help people heal through the limiting beliefs and emotions that are really holding them back from showing up for their dharma and their purpose because I know that when I was feeling you know at my lowest points in my life that showing up and living from a place of self-actualization which is really really tuning into like what is true for you like when you're living self-actualized you are in alignment with the things that like light you up your work has value you your life is like in alignment with your core truth with your soul and your spirit and so to get to that point it requires you to really show up and push past your comfort zones especially if your comfort zone is you know enmeshed with feeling really negative about yourself or experiencing a lot of self-doubt and anxiety and fear around showing up and being seen and you know the thought of I'm not good enough or who am I to hold space for other people like I'm still healing you know like you can show up and hold space for people in the midst of your healing journey because you don't have to be perfect And so that's another thing that I really want to bring into this is like not giving up on yourself means knowing that it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to make mistakes and it's in integrity to actually be able to make human mistakes and then be like, okay, what can I do better next time? What can I shift? What feedback can I take with me? And so knowing that you get to be a human being and show up for your passions and show up for your creative work and show up for your dharma like that is so healing in and of itself you don't have to be this perfect like guru person to be showing up and holding space and people will resonate with you and your energy way more when you just let yourself be human laugh make mistakes be raunchy be goofy be authentic you know and so that is something that I see a lot of the clients that I work with struggling with in the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey is just like this overthinking of like what are people gonna think of me and what's gonna happen if I show up in this way and all of this and it's like you know my biggest advice to you if you're feeling that way is to show up anyways do it anyways do something that scares you go on Instagram live teach a class teach a workshop put yourself out there and like allow yourself to strengthen and stretch that muscle because it doesn't go away so like if you're waiting for the moment where it feels like 
you are never scared to show up and be seen. It doesn't necessarily go away. It just expands with you as your work expands, you know, because if you think about it, you start doing, you know, little things here and there, and that leads you to more and more opportunities. And who knows, maybe one day you could be speaking on stages. You could be a best-selling author. You could be an author. You could be a number one podcast host. Who knows where your life's going to take you, you know, and your work can take you when you really lean into it. Um, and so that's why I'm, I'm really big on the fact that like, no matter what you've been through in, in your life, no matter what you've experienced in your life, you can show up for what you love to do. You can show up for your dharma and you can create a life that truly liberates you and empowers you. And how do you do that? It's by honoring and acknowledging the feelings that might not be as easy to look at our quote unquote shadow work as we call it. You know, the the feelings that come up like through your childhood and adulthood and the grief and the pain and the shame and the guilt, let it be seen, let it be felt, cry it out, scream it out, speak to a loved one, speak to a therapist, like journal, let it out of your body. That gets to be the first step. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm gonna show up as this very perfect human that's just like an angelic presence. <laughs> you know, like you get to experience the duality of being human. And so, you know, one thing that I've been thinking of recently is like, what should you do if when you show up, it doesn't work? My answer to that is try again, do it again. I was in my business coaching meeting the other day and my coach was sharing about how there is this person that she was listening to speak that's one of the number one podcast hosts and that they were doing their podcast every day for four years without seeing a result and what drove them to do that it's the passion that they have it's the drive and the inspiration and like the deep commitment to doing what you love and it's like you have to love what you're doing especially when you're an entrepreneur a visionary a leader you have to really really love what you're doing because that's what's going to continue to be the fuel that allows you to show up every day for your dharma and for your passions. And so, you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to integrate this practice into your life. You can also just spend some of your off time, you know, pouring into and creating space for the things that deeply inspire you. And so... You know, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And how do we build the resilience to continue to try? It is in the acknowledgement of the experience that we are having in the moment and continuing to show up anyways, continuing to be the change that we want to create in the world, continuing to show up on the days that we didn't feel like getting out of bed or the days where we're like, is anybody even listening to this thing? Like, I don't even know who's watching. I got like three likes on my post. Like the days that you feel like that, allow yourself to continue to put in small micro movements of effort because it is in each small micro movement that transformation happens. And so you know, I think so many of us like want that instant gratification. We want that get 
rich quick that quick pill that like fix everything and real transformation happens through consistency and discipline and showing up without immediately seeing results and expecting that gratification and so that is one of the biggest practices I feel as you step into your journey of sharing your work and of being an entrepreneur is like building the resilience to continue to pour into your creative work and into what you love without seeing an immediate result and really practicing the energy of Santosha and Parigraha, which Santosha is contentment in and of this moment. Like, I am content. I am enough. And Aparigraha is non-attachment. And so allowing yourself to put your intentions and manifestations out into the world without direct attachment to like how and when it's going to manifest and making sure that your basic needs are met in the process so that you're not burning yourself out and that you're not working yourself on overdrive and remembering to be grounded, remembering to be grounded and centered in your you know, daily life so that you can experience feelings of ease, inspiration, and excitement as you continue to evolve into the fullest expansion of yourself. And so that to me is what resilience means. Resilience is showing up for something that might feel difficult at first and watching yourself evolve watching yourself evolve to where it feels easier it feels better and then from there you continue to expand and remembering that you are enough and what you're putting into the world is enough even if some days you feel like you just want to rest and just making yourself a meal is like miraculous you know and so For those of us out there that are experiencing something like that, maybe it'd be grief, just be a really tough transitional period, I invite you to really just take a moment to express gratitude and compassion to yourself because we're so focused sometimes on changing, on fixing, on shifting. And what if you just allowed yourself to just be present to just be aware of what is needed in this moment, what your body needs, where your intuition is guiding you. We don't always have to be so productive. We don't always have to be pushing out and producing and all of that. Your way of being and how you show up in the world and how you show up for yourself is actually the greatest tool that will leave, lead you to lasting success and fulfillment. Because success and fulfillment does not come from our external circumstances, such as our material gains, such as how many followers we have, how many people we have in our email list, how many, how much, whatever. Success and fulfillment comes from the feelings that you are emanating within your being. And if you are able to create more ease, more presence, more compassion for yourself in the moments where you feel like giving up, 
the moments where things feel like, when is this ever going to get better? The more you're able to build that capacity within your being, the more you're going to be able to fully immerse yourself in the pleasure and joy and ease and true freaking ecstasy of when your visions come to life when you step into your dreams and live them when you are living the life that you've journaled about that's on your vision board that's how you'll be able to fully experience the fulfillment that lasts because when our fulfillment is placed on things outside of ourselves it's conditional Unconditional compassion, unconditional abundance, unconditional fulfillment comes from a place within the core of your being that can never, ever, 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 ever be taken away from you. All right, y'all, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was definitely a very vulnerable one, a very in-depth, emotional, healing episode and so thank you so much for listening i wanted to let you know that i am offering exclusive discounted one-on-one coaching sessions this week until friday they're only 97 dollars. they're 60 minute sessions and it's going to help you to get crystal clear on your vision your mission your purpose for your soul business so that you can begin to take aligned action to bring it into reality so if you enjoyed this episode if you're feeling like your self-doubt and inner critics are really, really taking the wheel and you're ready to begin to become aware of those and unpack those so that you can fully show up from a place of empowerment, of alignment, and of really trusting in how capable you are to bring your dreams into reality for your business and to show up as a fully embodied practitioner this session is going to be so supportive for you. So I'm going to drop the link to book it in the show notes. And remember, they're only going to be open for booking until this Friday. So I recommend if it resonates with you to book it while it is on your brain. (laughs) And I will see you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening.